time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 94, Secrets to Psychological Well-Being. How many of us really know how our mind works and how many of us find ourselves sometimes going in the opposite direction from where we wanted to go in the very beginning? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about six rules for mental well-being, the two biggest deterrents from psychological well-being, as five principles for a joyful mind. It seems that our life is an absolute tightrope. The demands that we put on our mind without really fully recognizing that it has its own dynamics and energetic system. You know, the mind requires not only proper nutrition and exercise, which I've been speaking about, but rest and relaxation as well. Nature has provided us with the innate wisdom to understand the duality of the mind. What I mean by that is the harmony and disharmony that we experience, happiness and unhappiness, dual ends of the the spectrum, trust and non-trust. So we need to work with these tendencies to be vital and joyful. Specifically, we need to let go of the toxins that negative emotions create, our urges and compulsions, and get rid of that inner terrorist instilling fear and anger that overrides and washes away other good qualities or powers that we may have. So how do we do this? As I always say, the process starts with training your mind. Why? Because the energy of the mind is the essence of life. I've outlined six steps to support the concept of bringing your cave into the marketplace. In other words, how do we bring our peace and serenity from the meditation practices into the world? And I got that that name that I just gave you from one of my very good friends, Nancy. We were talking this week and she was writing something for children. And I had asked her, can I use that? Because it was pretty cool. Cave in the marketplace. So take your meditation cave, that space that dwells within you and bring it out into the world. And how do we do that? Well, I've outlined six steps for this. Develop a higher mind. And what do I mean by this? Focus your mind and learn to direct and control the power of your attention. Cultivate higher purposes and values and let go of values that are not useful to your well-being. And then harness the power of your mind by allowing it, you know, the space, allowing it to have that space for creativity and clear perceptions to arise. So that's the way we develop a higher mind. The second step is encourage the positive aspects of your mind's functioning. You do this by developing positive thinking, opening yourself up to abundance and prosperity. You let go of negative thoughts and emotions, opinions and desires. You know, don't feed into the sorrow and victim thinking. That takes us right down the rabbit hole and it's very hard to stay in a positive state when these thoughts come. Recognize the good in everyone that you see and encounter sending them goodwill. 
And another way to encourage positive aspects of your mind's functioning is to practice the art of prayer and meditation to be a positive force of energy in the world. The third step I came up with was giving up the two biggest habits that cause pain and sorrow as well as disease. The first one is worry, and that's the emotion that comes from lack of trust. Now, trust can be developed with meditation. During meditation, we learn that it comes spontaneously, but knowing that you can't change something really helps. There are certain things we could change, and there are certain things we can't change. Meditation will help you start seeing that, and we'll get out of the habit of actually worrying about something that we have no control over. You know, that that's like a virus that interferes with our happiness, worry. Worry is that virus that does that because it really creates much more energy than we have really set out to create, bringing us in a very uh, sad state. Learn to trust and your destiny will carry you through the rest. And the second habit that I pointed out that causes pain and sorrow as well as disease is gossip. The main force that inflicts pain and violence on others is gossip. Sometimes we find ourselves talking about someone out of sheer habit, not realizing that it may be even harmful. Even if you have something good to say, perhaps it's a good idea to get in the habit of not talking about others. This is a gold standard habit to have a joyful mind. We don't need to harm anyone with our mind. And it's a constant practice, especially what we're seeing going on in the world, if there's more negativity, it's much easier to gossip or talk about it. Even if we don't know the person personally, we're speaking about what's going on. It's best not to gossip. The fourth step is to develop and maintain a sense of humor. How do we do this? Well, this is one that I've had to actually bring out at a certain point in my life when I hired a circus trainer because I had a dog and I'm very serious with my work and my writing and I'm not really out goofing around. And this was a dog that needed a goof person, somebody like a clown to play with. And so instead of uh, rehoming the dog, I ended up hiring a circus trainer. And that's because I had the most serious dog in the world. And it actually was pretty interesting watching the whole process. By the way, she ended up scaring the circus trainer away, and we didn't have too many lessons after that. The other way to develop a sense of humor is gratitude to all that you're given. Just, we have to just be so grateful, even being right now in this time, in this part of the world where we have so much abundance. Don't take yourself or others too seriously. So when someone says something, sometimes it's just a fleeting thought, don't take it too seriously and bring humor into your relationships, whether it be a casual relationship or family, because it is quite funny, even some of the things that we talk about. And if you really think about it, it is funny because we look back and we say, wow, that was pretty funny that I even said that. The fifth step is to remain calm as always, so that you can cultivate higher emotions like counter anger with calm, fear with taking a chance and pride with humility. So when we become calm, we have less anger. When we take a chance, we have less fear. And when we have humility, we really negate our pride. And the sixth is to practice the five principles of a joyful mind. And what I have under here is accept things as they are perfect. 
and just accept them as they are. They are perfect and just observe. Let go of happenings of the past and imaginings of your future. That's the worry and the anxiety of the future or from the past. Surrender your ego, the I, me, mine. You know, this whole I, me, mine creates so many problems for all of us that we need to surrender that ego. And love, don't expect anything, just give of yourself. That doesn't mean do things you necessarily are draining you, but when you do something, do it with full awareness to give and not expect anything in return. Trust that you got this far and you weren't thrown out. <laughs> so that's that trust again. And practice meditation where you'll learn to still the mind to develop clarity and peace. Before moving to the steps to follow, let me just remind you, I'll go over them again, the six steps to support, you know, ourselves of bringing that peace and calm and serenity into the world. We develop a higher mind and I gave you three steps for that. We encourage positive aspects of our mind's functioning. We give up our two biggest habits of gossip and worry. We develop and maintain a sense of humor. Remain calm as always is number five and number six practicing the principles of a joyful mind. So there are five steps to follow so that we can really move forward with this. And the first I come up with was find a space that's your meditation space. Everyone says they want to learn meditation, but you have to carve out the space for that. It's not going to just happen spontaneously and it doesn't happen on the run. It doesn't happen in your office on the run in between one day and then not the next. You have to really find that space and commit to it. Create a ritual and have an appointment with yourself daily. So set a time that it's a ritual where you're going to actually say, I'm going to meet with myself and I'm going to sit and I'm going to breathe and just focus on being within my own presence. Follow the five-step systematic sequence of focused awareness meditation. Or if you have another form that's a sequence, I might not be aware of that, but we do have something and you can follow that. Sit for one minute per day and increase incrementally with one minute at a time, you know, one minute each week increase. So you don't have to just go right up to five minutes or 10 minutes. Just start a clock and just say at a certain time an alarm goes off, I'm going to set a ritual to be with myself. I'm going to follow a step of meditation. I'm going to sit head, neck and trunk aligned, focus on my breathing. That's systematic enough. For those that have trained with me, you can go into the five step systematic sequence. And do that for one minute per day. You can't do the whole sequence in one minute. But if you're just starting, one minute's fine. Otherwise, try five. And then discover, allow yourself to discover your limitless nature, that, uh, that abundance that is within you. And it's quite profound. So those steps will really bring you into really having psychological well-being. Even if you just follow the five steps right at the end that I just gave you, because that's really the foundation or the backbone for all the other suggestions that I gave you, you know, with, you know, bringing calmness out into the world, allowing yourself, you know, how to train your mind. All of that comes with really developing the practice of meditation. This practice will become your teacher and it also becomes the solution because the solution is within our own being. It's not on the outside. You just need to gain access to that inside. And access is obtained with the light of awareness that guides you to the place where all healing is possible. It gives you access to your highest teacher. And you know who your highest teacher is? Yourself. 
The meditation practice will teach you to focus your energy to free your mind so that you can create what you want in life and manifest fulfilling relationships. Ultimately, what most people want is to experience freedom and fulfillment in life, be recognized for who they are, and have a purpose giving unconditionally to others. And meditation and the awareness of how and what we need to feed our mind is the tool that you can use to unlock your greatest potential. And that's really what it's all about. Because it's a known fact that we can change the world. The world is a manifestation of all our minds collectively. And that change is now. Learn the knowledge and share what you have learned with your family, friends, and community. And that's giving back and sharing. And when we do that, we really came here to give, not to take. So once that giving, and many of you know that, many, or probably all of you know that, giving brings such joy to the heart. As always, do your research and see what works for you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. The Susan Taylor Podcast does come out every week and is available on SusanTaylor.org, YouTube, and we have our new URL for YouTube, which I'll give you in a moment, iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Subscribe on SusanTaylor.org and on YouTube. And here it is, Susan Taylor, PhD TV. And that's where you could find me on YouTube. Please keep in mind that if you like this podcast, share it on that YouTube channel with the Susan Taylor PhD TV. You can go there and subscribe and it'll help support the community. And thanks again for listening, everyone. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.